welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. Calmly jazzy today because I am joined today by the utterly captivating Tamsin Merivale. Honestly, I think I'm slightly obsessed with her. I know I can tell you this without judgment. She's just amazing. She is the most phenomenal writer. So I met Tamsin via her Substack newsletter, which is called Resurface. And it's phenomenal. She's an absolutely brilliant writer. And we jumped on a call together to just find out more about what each other does. And I've been obsessed from that moment on. So Tamsin is a writer and an artist. What she does is she offers portraits to women that are a visual representation of their true essence and of their story. Isn't that just amazing? Tamsin works with her clients to show them their own magic and presence. It's absolutely amazing work that she does. And I'm not actually going to tell you much more about it right now because I know Tamsin is going to do a way better job than I could. Let's dive in. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with her. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes, and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week, via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Tamsin, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I was just thinking before we jumped on together of how we came into each other's worlds and it was really through Substack, wasn't it? It was, yes. And Farah, Farah Store's little group. Yes, her writing workshop, I think we connected there. Yeah, and it was funny because it wasn't long after I joined Substack and now Substack is like my favorite place to be. I love it. So good. And for writers, it is the place to be, I think. I must admit, I've kind of neglected my Substack, but it's definitely on my to-do list to reignite my Substack because I really love it. I love how intentional you can be on Substack with just hearing from people that really interest you. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like for me, especially, it changed just this feeling of writing a newsletter for marketing to writing something you know, I put a lot of work in. I do this weekly letter and it takes pretty much a day to write and edit and a lot of thought and a lot of effort goes into it. But it's one of my favorite things to do. I love getting the responses. I love seeing how people react and relate to it. So for me, yeah, it's a real source of joy right now. It doesn't feel like icky marketing. It feels like a chance to create and connect. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is going to be music to the ears of everyone listening because I know my audience and they are 
not huge social media addicts uh, and that kind of thing, any form of visibility that we can create, any kind of content creation we can do that doesn't feel like that, that doesn't feel like we're on that hamster wheel. Absolutely. And I know this isn't what we're here necessarily to chat about, but one other thing about Substack in favor of it over other kinds of social media is that, you know, it is longer posts. And I think we often think we don't have the time to look and read these longer form content. I was guilty of this too, you know, but I can't expect people to read my longer content if I'm also not consuming myself. Well, we know that this scrolling is so bad for our brains, right? And bad for our concentration. So if you take that 20 minutes of scrolling and instead read just one or two sub stacks and comment or engage there, it's just a different feeling. You're using your brain in a far healthier way than the scrolling and the quick commenting on Instagram. I know they both have their place, but I feel like, again, that can just be okay, it's not going to result in the same number of followers necessarily, but is that what we need anymore? Not not so much. Right, not so much. I think that's absolutely so true. And a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about prioritizing relationships over followers, uh, over the algorithm. And I think it's so true. I think that we can let go of that obsession with follower numbers and likes and comments and things like that and actually look at what we're really trying to achieve by creating content. Yeah, absolutely. Substack is such a brilliant example of how it can be. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Well, I'm glad that we met on there anyway. Because I'm so excited to have you on today to talk about what you do. And I would love it if you can describe it, because I know that I won't do it justice, because the way you've described it to me and the words you've used were so captivating to me. And I am going to give you one prompt, because this is something you shared with me when we first spoke. You talked about how the women that you work with don't see in themselves the dazzling truth of who they really are. So I had to use that because I don't think I've ever heard the word dazzling used in such a lovely way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what I do, I even I find it complicated to explain because there's so many layers to it. But basically, I am an artist and a writer. And I began this work last year, actually. So it's still quite recent. Basically, I was hugely inspired by women my entire life. We have examples of phenomenal women every day from when we're born. And yet what I really felt was we don't see it in ourselves. We don't acknowledge that light. We don't acknowledge our strength. We don't notice necessarily that whole story that has come together to make us who we are. And I really felt last year that I was in contact with so many women who would walk into a room and the whole room would change, you know, the energy would shift, their smile would light everyone up. But if you sat down and spoke to them individually, did they see this in themselves? Not at all. So I thought, as an artist, how can I show them? How can I do a visual representation of that feeling they give people? Because that feeling is magic. And I know I wouldn't have survived so many moments of my life if it wasn't for these women showing up for me and giving me that sense of, oh, you know, it's so good to connect. It's so good to talk. 
So that's basically what I do is I do these portraits where I photograph a woman. I spend a lot of time connecting with her and getting to know her and getting a sense of where she's at in life, how she's feeling, what her energy looks like right now. And then I illustrate it on top of the photograph to show her that is your dazzling light. That's what you don't see in the mirror, but that's what other people feel when you show up. And how amazing is that? So then the next layer of this work is that I also write someone's life story for them. Because again, I feel like taking someone through this process where they really get a chance to be heard, to share their entire life story, that in itself is transformational. And it's a huge challenge for me to then write that for them and to reflect it back at them through my eyes, through my lens. Because usually, of course, they're not seeing it as amazing as it is, you know, whereas when somebody else can say, no, wait, pause, look at that, look at what you achieved. Gosh, and we don't do that. We just don't do that, do we? We don't stop and pause and actually think, damn, that is amazing. Did I really do that? And it doesn't only have to be the big things that we do that over. Sometimes it's the smaller things that make up our story that to other people are so captivating, but we don't see it ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And I think also because those little things aren't what society deems as a big achievement necessarily, you know, it isn't the degree, the promotion at work. It's the, I learned how to manage my emotions. I learned how to get through this really tough personal challenge. I survived a heartbreak or learned to live with grief. Those things aren't so easy to shout from the rooftop, but those are the things that will enrich our lives and that are, I, I agree that the need to be acknowledged. Yeah. And need to be teased out of some women because they're so deep in, it's not denial, it's just complete unawareness of their greatness. <laughs> so teasing out from them must be where all of your writing skills and really excavating the story comes in. Absolutely. I took a trauma release course last year. And one of the things that I thought was so fascinating and yet so kind of obvious at the same time, is that for something we live through, for any trauma or tough experience, if we share it, it lessens the weight. If we talk about it, it lessens the weight to the point that if you tell somebody about an experience you've been through and the person listening doesn't speak the same language as you, it still has power. It still means somebody sat, they listened, they held eye contact, or they just were there for you they don't even need to understand what you're saying. It will already make some changes in your nervous system. It will relax you. It will calm you. And it will help you to let it go a little bit. That's amazing. And actually, I really, I believe that to be true. Because I think sometimes when we talk things through, and especially if like me, you're a verbal processor, which I really am. Sometimes it is just the act of talking it through. You're not looking for verbal feedback. It's the unloading and talking that is the therapy in itself, isn't it? I think so. I think being heard counts for so much, especially I think for women, because we we haven't had a voice in the way that we should, or we still so often don't have that voice. So just somebody saying, I hear you. And I mean, and that was another motivation for me was that compassion and empathy 
are the enemies of judgment, prejudice, and discrimination. So the more that we can sit and hear each other and connect with each other, the more empathy and kindness that there will be in the world. And that's so important right now. I mean, always. Always, but maybe never as important as now. (laughs) It's got more and more important, hasn't it, over the last few years? I feel like that forms part of your work with these women is this this connection and the freeing up of the energy blocks that stop them connecting with themselves. Tell me a bit about that, about the energy aspect of that. Well, yeah, I mean, I started looking at everything in terms of energy for myself a few years ago, because I think there's mental energy. Are you overthinking? Are you giving your attention to something? Are you worried about something? That's all draining your energy. Or is it your emotional energy? Is it your physical energy? There's always going to be drains and there's always going to be blocks. But again, until we tease it out and give our attention to it, it's great. Well, okay, so think about a bathtub and think about there's all these pinpricks. There's work, there's relationship, there's life. And that's where the energy is going. There's always going to be some water flowing out. But then where's a really big gash? You know, where is energy just being sucked out where it absolutely shouldn't be? And if that's the case, how can you start to put some blocks in place to make sure that that energy stays in the tub and comes back to you? And it can be such simple things like certain relationships. Maybe you really like a friend or a family member, but you start to notice you always get a headache after you spend too much time with them. That's obviously something draining your energy. So how can you spend a little less time with them or give a little less attention to that certain work issue that keeps kind of playing on your mind? So much of it is just becoming aware and noticing it at first and then looking at, okay, how can I take action? To changing this. And what I find and what I see in clients and saw first in myself when I went through it was that when you start to patch up those holes in the tub, that energy comes flooding back to you. You don't know what's hit you. You suddenly feel so much more vibrant and you can start to direct that flow into what you want to put your energy into, into your confidence, into your business plans, into where do you need it to flow? Because there has to be some kind of flow. Just so powerful. So with the women that you work with, what are the common ones? What are the common drains on the tub, if you like, that make the biggest impact when they're blocked and when that energy is allowed to flow back? As we've already talked about, part of your life stories, part of the traumas and the experiences that you've had in the past that are just still kind of weighing on you or holding you back. And again, with women, so often it's discrimination, it's unfair treatment, it's not being given a voice. And other really common themes that just seem to always pop up are that we're people pleasers. We're always trying to look after everyone else around us. And as a result, we get neglected by ourselves. We have children, we have businesses, we have friendships, we have families. We just don't want to let anyone down. And in that, we let ourselves down. And that's a tricky one to address. That's a huge thing. Perfectionism comes up all the time. And I think that, again, it has so many layers to it, because if you're a perfectionist, you're going to really struggle to go after your dreams. You're going to struggle to have that confidence to just jump 
and do things and take the risks. Absolutely. And we know that perfectionists tend to be the ones who really suffer with imposter syndrome too, because they never feel ready. They never feel good enough. Yeah. And I mean, I had a client recently who was interesting because I feel like imposter syndrome, we often say, oh, I have imposter syndrome. But this was interesting because she didn't even realize she had imposter syndrome, but she had been told her whole life that she wasn't good enough and that she was a bit stupid in a certain area. And then when finally she started proving that wrong, she really genuinely believed she was just fooling everyone because she'd been told her whole life, but no, but I'm actually stupid. So, so you're wrong. It's heartbreaking to see, but it's also amazing when you can flip that narrative upside down and really change it. Yeah. God, that must be so fulfilling if you can work with a woman who's feeling that way. I mean, that's bloody powerful. Imagine living your whole life so sure that you aren't good enough, that even when you outperform your whatever you thought you could possibly do, yet you still think you've just tricked everyone, you've just fooled them, and at some point they're going to find you out. That must be awful to live with that mindset. It must be so debilitating. So I think the work that you do, do you see it as like holding, almost holding a a new mirror up in front of women, like a truth mirror, and trying to get them to really see who they are? Absolutely. This is where unraveling the life story comes in and is so important because you wouldn't realize that that's where it came from. You wouldn't look at it and challenge it because we're just going on with life. You know, we're busy, we're doing our thing. Unless we take the time to really become aware of what's going on and the root of where it came from. And as you said, flip that and reflect it back in a whole different way. I think we didn't mention, but we mentioned it separately that one of my clients said it's like Google Translate for the soul. <laughs> she said, that's what my work was like, which was just such a a compliment. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? And that's that connection. When women have lost a connection to who they really are, to their authenticity, some women lose connection to even what they feel about things, their opinions, their likes, their dislikes, their preferences. Some women get so detached. And I think the work that you do to help these women go back and bring out this life story. And as entrepreneurs, we talk about life stories all the time, or certainly storytelling is so important for us as business owners. If you are running any kind of service business, or if you're a coach, consultant, where you're creating content as part of your marketing, then we are so urged to tell stories because they are so engaging. And they are, it's true. But the problem is that some women find that really hard to do because they've lost that connection and they don't even know what stories to go back to, to tell, because they just don't have that clear connection to themselves. So I love that the work you do being called like, it's like Google Translate for the soul. That is just so good. I love that. Yeah. And you're so right. And I think what I've seen as well is that I've had so many clients who say, but I don't have an interesting life story. I don't have a story to tell. But once you look at it, you go, everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has so much, has gained so much wisdom along the way. And once you share that, it's not only an important step for you, but for anyone who reads it, hears it, sees it, 
it forms that connection to them, which in itself deepens your own connection to yourself as well. Oh, couldn't agree more. Also, I think that there was a, when storytelling for content creators was really highlighted, and I'm only talking about the last few years, I think there was this rush for everyone to be uber vulnerable. It was all about the difficult times, the challenging seasons, the tough stuff. And I think now we're coming to realize that really sharing authentically is sharing every part of who you are and in a way that will inspire, entertain, captivate, intrigue other people. And it isn't just the vulnerable stuff. It's being confident enough and connected enough to yourself to share your successes, to share the good things that happened, however small they are. I always say to my clients that if you can master the art of storytelling when it comes to small things, small things, but making it an interesting anecdote or story. It doesn't have to be reams and reams. You know, you're never going to run out of content as a marketer if you can do that. So I suppose what I'm getting at is that for business owners and entrepreneurs, as well as the women you work with, it's an entire myriad of different kinds of women, but particularly for women who are really growing a purpose-led business and they really want to have an impact make a difference. This ability to reconnect with themselves and tell their story is so important, right? It really is. And I agree with you about what you said about it doesn't all have to be, this is my hard life story. These are the vulnerable bits. It can be the successes. It can be the celebrations. It can be, look at what I've learned. Look at what I've come through. And that's why I love it huge part of the portrait is to show, okay, yes, the struggles are there. I have little symbols in each portrait that relate to whatever vulnerability or whatever struggle somebody brought. But again, the point is, yeah, but look at how powerful you are. Look at the light. The light is so much bigger than those small shadows that are holding you back. And once you remember that, boom, you can go for it because you know that's the confidence, that's the strength you really have. But I feel like that didn't fully answer your question. (laughs) I think it answered it perfectly. Gosh, I mean, honestly, that is beautiful. That is just the incredible depth of the work that you do, which I just, I'm obsessed with now. I'm so fascinated by it. Can you share with us, what's the process? If someone comes to you and they're intrigued and they know on some level they need help to get out from inside them who they truly know on some level they can be. Like, what's your process of working with someone when they come to you? Well, it's different for everyone, but there is a kind of set of questions that I always have in mind to get them underneath the layers of that story to start peeling back one piece at a time. You know, I say sometimes it's like putting together a jigsaw. We take this piece and we take that piece. And it seems at first all disjointed and like it won't make sense or it won't come together. But bit by bit, we put it together. I often then also take them through deep meditations when, you know, some clients aren't always comfortable with that, in which case I can also give them journaling prompts and things. But I found that, you know, once I've spent, say, four sessions speaking with someone and learning all about them, it's really clear where they are a little bit blocked and where they need to give themselves a little bit more love and attention. So I personally really like to do that in meditation because, 
so far, it's just always really has an effect. You know, every time we come back up, there's always tears, laughter, there's everything. But you know then that it's it's hit home. It's going to stay with them. So that's part of it. Then if they're doing the portrait and not just the life, because I do offer that you can just do the life story side of it. Um, But if you want the portrait as well, then of course we have to do this photo shoot, which my hope is always that it will be really fun, really empowering, that they'll really feel into their bodies and feel sexy and feel confident and feel good about themselves, you know, and feel safe, hopefully behind the camera, because I know that's not always easy. And then their part is done, (laughs) you know, (laughs) my work begins. And then that's the exciting bit. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this thought in my head. I would just love to see the look on these women's faces when you present them with the artwork at the end. I just feel like that must blow you away every time, right? It does. I still have to rewatch some videos I've taken and I haven't filmed it enough. You know, I should have filmed it every single time, but of course I can't always be there. Or sometimes you're kind of in an awkward place and you, and it is such an emotional thing. So I don't want to be like, oh, I'll just take out my camera and film you, you know, but usually <laughs> on the floor and sobbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It is usually just, I can see them quivering, looking at themselves and just going like, seriously, what is this? How people see me that they kind of can't believe it tears their smiles it's for me it's just the most magical moment that's the word I had in my head too that is just magical yeah yeah yeah. I feel incredibly honored you know that anyone listening right now is already scrambling about on google trying to find where they can look at your artwork so where can we have a look at some of the work you do you can find me on instagram at tamsin merivale i only have two portraits published there now but in over the next few weeks i'm publishing the next two and i have two that i'm nearly finished working away on you know because some clients obviously you know don't want them published so the ones that i'm publishing are just the ones that people have been happy to do and you know this is so recent I only began these portraits like six months ago so that's why there aren't so many out there yet but there's a few coming out so the best place to connect with me is Instagram or Substack and also I have a website where you can find more details of everything just tamsinmerivale.com and I'll link to that in the show notes of course and I'll link to your Instagram tell everyone the name of your Substack newsletter in case they want to search by that it's called resurfacing because it's this idea of we have to let go of the weights to be able to float back to the surface and and you know we can't always be on floating on the surface sometimes we have to sink a little but we'll always come back up and I think that's really important to remember I don't know what it is, Tamsin, but whenever you talk to me, I feel, always feel emotional by some of the things you say. Honestly, I can be a wreck by the time we Oh, thank you. That's really I, nice to hear. Honestly, it's honestly true. I'm obsessed. That's the writer um, in me. That is the writer in you, right? It is. And for anyone listening, please go and subscribe immediately to Tamsin's newsletter because it is beautiful. She is an incredible writer. Her artwork is phenomenal as well oh thank you so much oh it's absolutely true I just adore it I'm just going to interrupt you there because I think this is such an important note for everyone listening you just paid me such a lovely compliment and I said thank you and that took me so many years but in line of this women needing to connect deeper to themselves to connect to 
the parts of their life that they want to bring more in, learn to receive. Just start there. Learn to receive a self-massage after the bath, you know, put on some nice oil or body butter. That is receiving love from yourself. When somebody pays you a compliment, say thank you, shut up all of the voices in your head that says, but no, I don't look nice today. Or, but no, you know, all of those things just start to receive. And that will already unlock so much energy. Wow. That's a really powerful thing to say. And I hear you on that because I used to be one of those people where if someone paid me a compliment, my immediate stock response would be, oh, don't be silly. Like, isn't that just ridiculous? Someone has just paid a heartfelt compliment and I'm telling them they're being silly. Yeah. It's just a crazy thing. And I think it's one of those little things we often do without thinking. So I really hope everyone listening has really heard that because I completely agree with you. It's so important. It is. And you know, I was a funny example because I thought that years ago I learned to receive compliments. Irish people are famous for not knowing how to take a compliment. And I thought, no, no, I'm not like that. I I learned to receive compliments. But then I realized that I was so wrong because what I was doing was that I was accepting compliments I believed I deserved and not accepting all the rest. Discounting the rest. Discounting, rejecting, telling them, no, you're being silly. So the few that I thought I deserved, which were, you know, few and far between, I would say yes. And in my head, that meant I was able to receive them, but not true. No, (laughs) not really. You weren't really receiving. No, not at all. You were classing them as acceptable. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. If someone would like to explore working with you, and I'm sure people will, what's the best way to actually get in touch with you? Would it be like an Insta DM or an email? What, what works best? On my website, you can send me a message on Instagram if you get in touch. That's great as well. I'm always happy to chat and and share more details. And also I offer payment plans and different levels. And sometimes I'm offering also free workshops online because I know you can't always sign up for the full whack without doing some of the work first and seeing what that's like. Yeah. Oh, keep me posted on the workshops. And don't worry, everyone, I will pass it on to you as well. (laughs) I will. Yeah, I'll share them via my Substacks. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Well, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now. Bye.